0: We're told in the Gospels that Jesus kicks some people out. And no, it's not the temple story. Find out on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: There are many times in the gospels where Jesus is kicking things out of where they shouldn't be. On this episode of Inverse, we're looking at, in our particular uh, topic of discipleship, on the topic of harvest. And we're going to go to Luke, chapter 10, and see how Jesus kicks us out. And that word, kick, is the actual word that that He uses. Uh, But before we do so, I want to welcome you to this uh, show of Inverse, and also my friends here. And today, we only have male friends on (laughs) around the round table. Uh, our, our sister and our, our, our off on this episode, uh, Jonathan, if you can pray for us and we'll get started on today's episode Sure,
2: let's pray. Dear Father, I just want to thank you so much for the blessing that it has been already to study uh, Through the topic of discipleship and Lord, we invite you once again to Help us understand what it means to be a disciple uh, And how that affects our day-to-day uh, things that we do and how we live our lives Lord, be with us now through your Holy Spirit and bless us, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Jonathan.
0: Uh, we've been looking at the topic of discipleship, and this is a reoccurring theme, but we have to say it. The discipleship is not a program. It's not a curriculum. It's not some book or a manual, but it is just an organic relationship following Jesus, and it incorporates this concept of disciple mm. and discipline, where all these root words are related, these habits. And uh, I don't. Th- I think for our generation, we're always talking about different habits, how to hack our life, yes. and how to make efficient uh, little, 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 little tiny lifestyle habits, habits tiny yeah. habits, yeah, yes. and how <laughs> tiny habits make huge differences in the world and whatnot. Israel but Jesus fellow. has been talking about this Fellows, for a while.
3: Yeah. Th- what's that? So, Israel can tell us about that. For Amen. Sure. Okay. Amen. Okay,
0: okay. We'll save it, save it for the. We r- will, yes. Okay, okay. So,
3: um, Sebastian, what, what have we covered thus far in discipleship? So, first, we've covered some of the basic disciplines of discipleship. Mm. So, we talked about air prayer and feed read and fitness witness. But now we're kind of moving into the kind of evangelistic cycle, right? Of how to go and make disciples. So, we talked about preparing the soil and then planting in that soil. Then cultivating it, and now we're in the fourth stage, talking about harvesting. Mm-hmm. So now it's grown, it's blossomed. God has blessed. It's time to bring in the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Bring in those souls and actually make a new disciple that is now going to be cultivated to make another disciple. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and this this uh, Jesus uses this agricultural motif to really mm-hmm. talk about different stages of of right. this of this growth process. And this this concept of harvest. I mean, I don't know to be honest. If it, it, it scares some people, right? Oh. Harvest. Uh, I want to be part of the, the the preparation. I'll be I'll be a nice person and smile for <laughs> Jesus. Okay, planting. All right, maybe I'll I'll pass out some things and you know, I'll maybe give a Bible study or two. But harvesting, Jonathan, what is harvesting? What is mm. what is the connotation that people usually think? And what are we trying to get at?
2: Well, harvesting is, you know, after everything has grown, you want to harvest what you have grown. Mm. Um, And in in terms of uh, this evangelism, this is where we ask people to make a decision. Mm. You know, now that you've experienced God, you've learned, you've grown in your understanding, um, what do you do as a result of this? Do you Mm -hmm. make a decision for Christ? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to, you know, give all to Him? Um, And this is what we do when we harvest. So, harvest is not going
0: up on stage and... uh, (laughs)
3: <laughs> Pre- preaching in front of thousands of people.
0: Yeah, it's not this, you know, calling, calling to the camera and be like, hey, why don't you come to Jesus? I mean, it is an of that, it can but be. Uh, the main core thing is, is making a decision, yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel, why, why are some people so turned off by that?
4: Well, I think most of the time people are afraid when they think that, you know, public speaking is one of the greatest fears that people have. Sebastian did a series on this once and said that people are more afraid to speak publicly than they are of death. Yep. And so um when when we think about calling people to uh when <laughs> we think about calling people so to People rather die than than people. literally <laughs> than <to> go <laughs> in front of people. That's what Sebastian says. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 So now so you're trying to quote me Israel. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so um so I think <laughs> because we we think about this uh we think about this as the harvesting component, you know, right. standing in front of a bunch of people calling them to make a decision people are afraid to do that and so that's normally what people think of mm-hmm. in the agricultural sense though it's the funny thing the harvest is the most exciting part of yeah, garden yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, you, yeah. you plant that seed because you're expecting a harvest yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we have a garden right now and we're growing uh cucumbers and the thing is like you know a couple centimeters big and we're like I think that thing is ready to harvest. Let's, you know, pluck and eat it. <laughs> so it's funny in 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 the agricultural sense; it's the most exciting the part. Apex, yep, yeah, yeah. But in the in the Christian sense, because of our misunderstanding or misconception of it, it's one of the more mm. fearful. Mm-hmm. The
0: cool thing about this agricultural, uh, I don't know what you call it, object lesson or motif, is it takes time.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, sometimes we think people like you know we give them one conversation and one conversation they have a Damascus road and that. Does happen sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Lord has already worked out a lot of the steps beforehand and mm-hmm. they're actually harvesting.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of time, as you said, as you do in gardening, as our master gardener yeah. here, <laughs> we have here, uh, and I'm sure you'll tell us some examples about, about your corn. your corn, That it takes a th- long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, that maybe our, our, our current generation mm-hmm. of disciples, we don't like. Right. It takes time, it takes energy, it takes mm-hmm. investment. Uh, we don't like that about gardening. We don't like that about, about soul winning work. Mm-hmm. We don't like that. And we don't like that aspect of discipleship with Jesus.
3: And I think it's, 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 a, it's an unfortunate sort of um, paradox because that's exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. On the other side, right? Mm -hmm. We want people to be patient with us and to take time with us. We don't want to be like, oh, you're not ready for the harvest. You're out the church. You're not Mm -hmm. serving. Mm -hmm. We want someone to invest and to take time and to cultivate us Mm -hmm. and and to really say, hey, Sebastian, it's okay. You're not there yet, but you're going to get there. But when it comes to outside externally looking for other souls, then we're like, oh, dude, this is hard work. It's Mm -hmm. messy. And it's like, well... Think back to the fact that somebody else did that messy work in your life. Mm. Yes, mm. You were messy, right? And they had to come in and be like, hey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to preserve you. But they loved Jesus enough and they loved your soul enough to stick out the process and, and
0: not just one person but mm. multiple people absolutely and multifactorial levels yes. and different influences here <laughs> in there communities and this complexity of an ecosystem out for your soul <laughs> and you just think Amen. oh it just takes one little one little action and this person's gonna right. it's 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 interesting a very good point uh, sebastian let's go to luke chapter 10 and where and see what jesus has to say about the harvest mm. uh, luke chapter 10 if you're out there please open your bibles get it out or turn your phones on or your digital device we want to get into to the Word. And by the way, we want to encourage you to study the topic of discipleship with us. Go to inversebible.org and there you can download our our special Inverse Bible Study guides that are really, really specifically designed aesthetically and in a Bible study format for your maximum spiritual benefit. Uh, Luke, chapter 10, verse 1, the Bible says, Luke, chapter 10, verse 1, After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. Verse 2, Then He said to them, The harvest is truly great but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into Mm. his harvest. Mm -hmm. All right, gentlemen, brothers, uh, let's exposit this verse a bit. What what are some things that you see in that verse? Mm. Oh, we're going to go to Sebastian.
4: Oh, (laughs) sorry. uh, I've
0: been breathing in, so I was going to breathe out, but let's go to Sebastian. I was
4: going to breathe out.
3: (laughs) 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 Exhale, bro. (laughs) So the first thing that jumps to me is the word Truly. And the idea that some people don't want to do harvesting and evangelism because they don't think that there's really much of a harvest there Mm. um, to go forward. And so when we're when we're talking about Jesus throwing us out there, sometimes it makes sense why he's going to have to push us into this because Mm. our perception is, man, there's not a lot of people ready. This person needs more time. But Jesus is saying no, to the seventy, the harvest truly is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It is an enormous amount to reach. And he's mm-hmm. not saying the harvest is great. It's mm-hmm. truly great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: it's thought, almost an exclamation mark there, yeah. This is an emphasis, this is an italics. Mm-hmm. And yes. just to qualify something that you said uh, in the English, at least in the King in the New King James, it says the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, and this is where we go to back to our my teaser, mm-hmm. is that send out in English it just sounds like, Oh the oh submission, go. please. Yes. You've please been please requested go. the King needs yes. your presence in yes. the harvest. Oh, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> Lord. in the Greek, it is the work it is the word ekbalo, where it is. I mean, the, the master is kicking you out. Mm. Uh, it is sending you out where you get mm-hmm. the root word for ballistic missiles today. Yes. Uh, not that Jesus is, is, you know, ballistic missiles, but I mean, same, same root <laughs> uh, yeah. motif.
3: Israel's been kicked out before, so he could talk. <laughs> to Amen. All right, we're all telling Israel stories for him today. <laughs>
0: uh, what other, what
2: other things <laughs> um, do you see in the verse? In the verse, so Jonathan. In the verse, well, I, I see in in verse one that i really stuck out to me here. Is, it says that he was sending those seventy two by two. And he was sending him in, into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Mm. So Jesus doesn't just send us or kick us out into the field. He, he's very intentional in the way he does it. So he, he knows where he wants to go. And so when he sends us, he's going to send us exactly there mm-hmm. so it, it's a beautiful it shows the beautiful collaboration that can go on between us and god mm-hmm. as we as we do the work of ministry um it's a collaboration with the divine mm-hmm. it's not just okay you go and you know reach the world good luck it's like no i'm sending you where i want to go mm-hmm. i you know i'm working with you and i think it's a beautiful uh, uh, promise for us mm-hmm. that when we are sent out which we are as disciples mm-hmm. um we can know that christ is sending us where he wants us to go, and he's with us in the mm-hmm. process. And, and we're going out into
0: areas not for going for going out's sake, mm-hmm. but we're going out and we're going to do God's work, and that meaning calling people to decision right. or, or bringing them closer to the kingdom of heaven in some manner, mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yes. I
4: and love, I want to go back to a little bit to what Sebastian was saying. I love the fact here that, and I never saw it before, it says the harvest is truly great. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is probably not, it's also descriptive of. Our condition, you know, because we don't see what is going on in the world around us, because we don't think that the world is ready for harvest, we're not. We wouldn't go out except the fact that God would throw us out there, mm-hmm. you know. And um, th- th- this happens a lot of times. Like actually, um, I am a master gardener for, for th- th- those who don't know, and uh, <laughs> I tell myself a lower that lowercase yeah. m, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Lowercase master gardener. Master gardener. And yeah. and I'm I'm actually truly really horrible at gardening. And that's why everyone here is making fun of me. That's why we're laughing. But but in TV, they don't know that. You know, those people, they think I'm a real master gardener. So, (laughs) but, you know, it's funny because um, sometimes I will go out and I'll look at a plant. And when you look at it, it it looks as though there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And it's only upon inspection, when you go and you start moving leaves around, that you really start seeing, oh, there's actually a lot of fruit here. And it's—I think it's indicative of our experience in the Christian dynamic as well. <laughs> you know? To
0: move leaves around. They're like, yeah. "Oh, there's fruit here." Yeah. That well, we don't. We <laughs> don't. It's a master technique. Yeah. You all. To, to, to,
4: to garden, yeah. and and there's so many times when we look at the world and we see the leaves, mm. and the leaves block the harvest. Yeah. Mm. And so God says, look, you got to go out there. If you don't go out there and inspect and experience what is going on in this world, you're mm. not going to see that the harvest mm-hmm. is yeah. truly mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at what's keeping us and staying away from this harvest, the most amazing, the most exciting part of, of, this, of this process, and then how does the Lord kick us out? Now, are you willing to be kicked out by Jesus? Well, stay with us. Hey, welcome back, friends. We are talking about ekbalo, where Jesus kicks us out. I want to pitch this question to you guys. How it says the Lord of in verse two, uh, Luke chapter ten, verse two. Uh, pray, therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. There's a lot we can unpack here. Yeah. The Lord of the harvest. This mm-hmm. is Jesus. Jesus is in charge of this harvest. This is His harvest, mm-hmm. and then He's kicking people out, which is the Greek word ekbalo. How how does He do that? Is is that a is that a violent thing? Is it a, thru, uh, a a forceful thing? A thru, like how does explain that a bit? Well,
4: sometimes it is. Sometimes it does seem forceful and violent. But this is a thing that we actually find throughout all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, there's in in the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, you have uh, Moses recounting the story of the children of Israel, mm-hmm. and it says like just like a mother eagle builds her nest and has her chicks, there comes a time when the mother will begin to break down the nest and push the chickens out so that or the, the eagles out not the chickens the eagles out <laughs> so they can learn how to fly
0: He's a master, oh, uh, master a chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken chickener farmer chickener well. <laughs>
4: yeah. so um, so i think throughout the entire throughout the entirety of scripture we have places where god is gently pushing us mm-hmm. in order for us to develop same thing in the book of acts you mm-hmm. know you have the new testament church it, it's um, experiencing this great success but all of the success is in Jerusalem. And so mm-hmm. God has to bring about a persecution because if he doesn't, then they'll remain mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. They won't go to the other most parts of the world. And so you have throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of Scripture just the fact that whenever God gives us success, whenever we experience his great communion with him, we're going to want to stay there. And so God has to gently and sometimes it seems as though it's violently pushing us out to accomplish mm-hmm. So in,
0: in many, in, I think in all cases, it's outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. can say that. But you said sometimes it is gentle for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's forceful or 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 some some vigorous action yeah. going on, Seeming not violent. because the Lord's doing it, but maybe because we are so not wanting to mm-hmm. to go out. Yeah. Uh, there are many Millennials out there uh, who are still living at home, and sometimes the parents have to <laughs> have to kick them out, and, 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 and that kicking out process is pretty uh, <laughs> aggressive, not because parents are, but because the kid doesn't want to leave
3: yeah. home. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something to talk
0: about. It's getting really quiet or maybe some of mm-hmm.
3: I was just going to add the <laughs> fact that, you know, also to, to, to build off of Israel's point, when you look at ancient Israel and their desire to fulfill God's purpose and them filling the earth with glory back in Isaiah, You see the fact that during this Babylonian captivity, we have a similar experience where Daniel is bringing the Mm -hmm. gospel to Babylon Mm -hmm. when God initially brought Babylon to them. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I I believe that God uses providence. He uses circumstances to put us into places. So I may be at a gas station and I had a T-shirt on that had a Christian lettering and a woman comes to me. is like, oh, do you believe in God? And now it's like I wasn't looking for that opportunity. But because I had that T-shirt on and she just happened to be (laughs) at the gas station, she's like do you know a good church around here? Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, I'm inviting this person to church. And what I found is, is when she comes to church and she's enjoying it, I'm thinking to myself, why was I so reluctant from the beginning? Mm -hmm. And sometimes God is like, I know you're going to like this once it happens. Mm -hmm. Just got to trust me at this point. It may be a little uncomfortable at this stage, Mm -hmm. but the joy and the excitement you get to see, man, Just me meeting a random person at a gas station led her to all this joy and blessing. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's also, God is also anticipating our own happiness.
4: Mm And it's like, it's like what Jonathan was saying earlier in, in uh, 10 verse one, it says he himself was about to go. Mm-hmm. And so God is saying, look, I know this is going to turn out right because I'm, I'm on my way there mm-hmm. and I'm sending you to prepare the mm-hmm. way for something that I've already orchestrated. Mm-hmm. But in our human limitations, we can't see that. You know, we only mm-hmm. see our problems, our distresses, the, the anxiety this is going to cost, the inconvenience. Yeah. Not knowing that at the end, there's going to be an encounter that we ourselves will have Mm. with God, Mm -hmm. and that's going to make everything better. Let's
0: see an example of this orchestration that you talked about. Let's transition to John chapter 4. John (laughs) chapter 4, verse 27. Uh, John chapter 4 as a whole is talking about Jesus' encounter with this woman at the well, Mm -hmm. and as we established before, this harvest is not for these advanced Christians. This is not for these, you know, tele- evangelists around the world, but it's Mm -hmm. for every Christian disciple at the right time Mm -hmm. to call for a decision and make that call. Like, hey, you know, we've been friends for a while. We've been Bible study for a while. We've been at church for a while. Do you want to make that next step in committing to a whatever, whatever it may be? Mm -hmm. And it may be different calls for different decisions for different times of life, right? Right. But here you see, and this is not Jesus who's doing the harvest, although he's the one orchestrating it. But you see this woman who's, technically hasn't been a disciple for that long, mm-hmm. in a sense. Right. Jesus has kind of like fast-forwarded a, a lot through this, her experience. And let's read from verse 27. And Israel, can you read for us verse 27 to, to I don't know, until we get tired of you. Okay, okay verse
4: 27. It <laughs> says, And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled, and they talked with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek? Or, Why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out into the city and came to Him. Hmm. In the meantime, His disciples urged Him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But He said to them, I have food to eat of which you you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought Him anything to eat? (laughs) Jesus said unto them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do, not, do you not say there are still four months and then comes a harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Mm-hmm. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors.
0: All right. And in verse 39, it concludes, many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Mm. He told me all that at that time that I ever did. Uh, this is an awesome, awesome verse. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, the conversation itself is a really cool one. This mm-hmm. is the conclusion of it. It's really cool that these two stories are paralleling each other at the same time. Mm-hmm, yeah. A woman goes to the, uh, get the Samaritans and they're on their way back, and then the disciples are talking about food with Jesus. And disciples are always talking about food with Jesus. <laughs> and then Jesus talks about that the harvest is already, what, what does it say? Verse 35? Yeah. They're already white for harvest and then go to skip down... uh, Oh, before then, verse 35, "...behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and Mm -hmm. look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest." And some, some theologians say while he's saying this, these Samaritans are already on their way, mm-hmm. right? And so, right. lift up your eyes; yeah. the harvest is here, and they're on their way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of this this simultaneous story happening at the yeah. same time. Yep. What what what's going on here? How does the harvest mm-hmm. fa- harvest factor into into all this, Jonathan? It's
2: it's beautiful because uh, Jesus is in a different dimension in this mm-hmm. story than the disciples. Totally, you know, yeah. The disciples are like horizontal, you know, earthly, and Jesus is on the spiritual mm-hmm. uh, train here, and so as uh, Jesus is realizing in this conversation the opportunity he has to reach out, these are not Jewish people, these are the Samaritans, uh, and to, to, to bring in a harvest uh, through this woman's testimony. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus was very, very clear in, in how he spoke to her, uh, but he, he led her to an understanding that he was the Messiah in just a short conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and the disciples at the same time they're they're not grasping what's going on, they're just confused, why are we even in the Samaritan territory? What's going on here, Jesus? Yeah. Uh, and so their focus is somewhere else. But what what's so beautiful is that we are invited to tap into that dimension that Jesus is in mm. and to see the harvest. Uh and, and as we engage, you know, Jesus might have to kick us out the first time, but the more we engage, mm-hmm. the more we will we will get those eyes that Jesus has and mm-hmm. we will see, okay, here is a person, here is a person and we can pray, God, you know, give me opportunities, connect me with the Samaritan women, you know, or Samaritan men, or whoever, you mm-hmm. know, connect me to the people who are seeking you. Mm-hmm. And He will uh, do that. It's beautiful. I mean, I have, we all have testimonies of how God has given us those, you know, divine appointments. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and so, I believe that Jesus wants to tap into that that way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. And when we do, we, we lose fear um, of of reaching out to people. We lose the fear of leading people to decisions because... We we know what, if, what what rejoicing there is mm-hmm. when they have grasped the gospel. I mm-hmm.
4: love I love verse thirty five where he says, "Lift up your eyes." Mm-hmm. It's almost as though, yeah. you know, it's almost as though we're looking down, and the fact that we're looking down prevents us from seeing uh, the reality that is actually mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I remember when I when I um, I think I turned eighteen years old and I went door to door selling books for the for a summer. Uh, they call it coal portering and. And before I went, you know, one of my friends was like, dude, this is going to be the hardest thing. You're out there by yourself. I just graduated from high school and I just got my driver's license so that I can do this work. And I'm driving. We had just finished this big, um, you know, celebration of graduating from high school, spending time with friends. And then all of a sudden I drive into the very deep south of the United States all by myself and I'm starting to go door to door and nobody is, nobody is wanting to buy these books, which I believe have spiritual truth to, to, mm-hmm. to, to help them in their walk with the Lord and bring salvation. Mm-hmm. Something happened through this process where I began to focus on myself, like, no one's going to buy from me the whole summer. I'm going to be a failure. I'm all by myself. I just learned how to drive. I'm going to crash my car. I'm going to die <laughs> off a cliff. All these thoughts are going through my mind. We know a therapist. Yeah, I, the I needed a therapist. And then, and, then, and then the words of my friend come to my mind. You know, like he, he told me, like, I got so depressed, I just go to the mall to see people that are nice. <laughs> so I parked my car. I go to the mall, and I'm just looking at people like smiling, you know. It got to the point where I went to my car, and I just started weeping. I was afraid. I'm like, dude, my my life is a failure, and and this is day one.
1: <laughs> you know, this is just day one. Oh, and man.
4: I fall asleep. Oh, I wake oh. up. If my leaders knew, I would have been fired. I wake up and I just go into this home, and I see this lady sitting on the porch, and I and I'm very discouraged, and I'm like, hey, can I just please practice? You know, my my little canvas on you, and she said, sure. I sat down and I rehearsed my memorized canvas and she ended up buying a set of books. (laughs) And even after she purchased the books from me, it still didn't change the fact that I was depressed. You know, Mm. the next morning, my my boss called me. How did it go? I was like, I had a rough day. You know, I only sold one set of books. And he said, you're the only one who sold books, Mm -hmm. you know, yesterday. (laughs) And 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 I realized, you know, I was so caught up in my own experience and in Mm. my own uh, small little reality, looking to the floor, yep. that had I lifted my eyes, I would have been able to see the harvest. And so my prayer mm-hmm. is, Lord, help me to see not my Amen. own little uh, microcosm, but help me to see that the harvest is ready. Help me to lift my eyes mm-hmm. to look beyond myself to the needs of others mm-hmm. and yeah. to the readiness of others to accept mm-hmm. you in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the thing that
3: jumps to me to, to kind of parallel what Israel is saying is Jesus says, do you not say in verse 35, there are still four months and then the harvest. And now he's saying, look, it's already right here. Mm -hmm. And how sometimes we project things far into the future. Oh, this is going to be a long process. There's going to a lot more time for this to come. And that's why Jesus is saying, you guys think, oh, well, once Jesus is set up as King and he has this and this, then all these people are going to come in. He's Mm -hmm. like, actually, you don't have to wait four months. They're coming right now. And so many times it's our inability to read Human hearts—it's our inability to read how desirable Jesus is to other Mm -hmm. people—that leads us to kind of pace in a way that the souls that are thirsting for truth are not moving at that level. Mm -hmm. They're ready to come, Mm -hmm. and so it really—it really really causes us to sit down and reflect and say, "Am I slowing down someone's journey back to Christ?" Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: You know what's uh, what I gather from this lesson is that Jesus is always calling us. To a particular decision Mm -hmm. and as we walk in this relationship with Jesus we are called also to ask others to decision these decisions can be large ones or small ones and we want to encourage you to be an active disciple for the Lord Jesus and to partake in this exercise of entering in the harvest for the harvest is white the harvest is great and the Lord of the harvest needs you Thanks so much for joining us. Join us here next week as we look at other elements on the topic of discipleship. Go to hopetv.org slash inverse for other previous episodes or inversebible.org for our Bible study guides online. God bless you. See you next week.
1: You've been listening to Inverse. A Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.